You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. All right, welcome to CarCast. I am Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea. We're here with Goldberg. CarCast is brought to you by Dodge. Get a great deal during the Dodge Start Something New event. And, of course, Geico. Visit geico.com. And our friends at Zybar for better engine performance, horsepower, fuel economy, and lower underhood temperatures. Zybar is an ultra-thin, high-temperature coating that reduces radiant heat by 90%. Put Zybar on. Take heat off. Learn more at zycoat.com. That's Z Y C O A T.com. Zycoat.com. All righty. Bill, how are you, man? Uh, we were kicking off the show and I heard the Ford chime in the background. And I was like, what is going on at your place? And I realized you got, you got that Raptor we were talking about. You're test driving the Raptor. Well, let's be honest, man. Uh, what better way to do a podcast than uh, from one of the vehicles that was, uh, uh, you know, loaned it to me? And uh, let's give it a little bit of a run through. Yeah, excellent. So, but you just got it, or you got you've had it for a few days. You got what's your initial well, I've thoughts? Had, I've I've had it for I'd say uh, four or five days. Fortunately, during this quote unquote rainstorm, because. Uh, those drag radials on all the Hellcats and Demons and Red Eyes don't like this weather too much, but um, this is the absolute perfect, uh, most appropriate vehicle to be in right now. You know, uh, you were—I know you were doing uh, some work on the property over there, and and uh, with you know with the whatever the tractor or something. And did you end up building yourself a little uh, short course, a little off-road short course for the Raptor? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be posting some uh, pictures of that uh, from my garage. I am out uh, on Goldberg's uh, proving ground. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> you want a vehicle tested? Send it down to Goldberg. There's pictures of jumps and all kind of shit, man. I, I tell you what, this this thing is a lot of fun. Yeah, um, it is right. It is fun. Yeah, not many people have the ability to do what I do with it. You know, in driving it, you know, on the highland, and in five minutes I can go four-wheeling at my house. But um, this thing is a pretty damn capable vehicle. Yeah, I, I, I figured you'd like it. I drove it around here, and like I said, I just got to, you know, jump a couple medians and stuff and uh, and run around town with it, but uh, like three months ago. Um, but uh, I, I I wanted to, to kind of get your thoughts on it uh, in sort of an off-road environment, you know, even kind of mildly, you know, just get that truck a little dirty and uh, throw some mud up on it and, you know, see if you can uh, have a little fun with it out there. So, Well, you know, we've uh, – within 24 hours, I drove it through a bunch of horse shit and uh, <laughs> over – over a couple of small little jumps. So, I mean, you, you got to break the thing in. That's what the damn thing's for. I mean, you see 90% of the people in LA driving this thing on the highway and you wonder if they ever take them off road. And I immediately had to just to see if it was worth it. And, you know, if I had, if, if the guy's got all the money in the world and he wants to drive this thing every day, it's a killer, lot of fun vehicle. Um, but if you're going to go off road, I mean, as far as a single package at the dealer right now, I don't know who else you know, is in this market that's that's as 
you know, com- that's comparable to this truck. It's a, it's a pretty damn capable vehicle. I mean, it, it is, it's a lot of fun. Four wheel low, uh, is very capable. I needed it uh, a couple times around the yard. Uh, it, I mean, big monster. I just three thirty fives on this thing, seventeen inch rims, big turbo in this thing. It's a, you know, I I would have thought it had a lot more low end torque. It does have a lot, but I, I you know. I don't know. I don't know what the pulling capacity in this thing is, but it's pretty gnarly, man. I don't know what the price point is either, but I'm assuming it's 70, 70 to 90 grand. Yeah. You know, um, I, I had it and now I forgot, but I, I think it's less than that. I think it's like 60. I think it's probably like 60 grand, but, uh, uh, we can, we can figure that out. Um, but, uh, it's good. It, you know, it has pretty good power and, uh, it the the suspension on it is pretty good like it's pretty dialed in you know like they've got it uh by the way the base price is like 52,855 is what i'm that's saying that's not bad that's that's yeah. fairly reasonable yeah um you know there's probably a few options and stuff on it there's probably you know it's probably right around 60 grand maybe you know, give or take a couple of bucks. But the suspension, which is great, is it is capable off-road. And when you do get it up on the freeway or just driving it around town, um, it's it's super smooth. It's, you know, it's uh, it's not – the tires aren't too loud. Um, the suspension is actually very comfortable. Um, it's fun. You know, I you know for me, you know, living in Venice, it's not probably what I would buy, but – uh, no, no question. But for what it is, man, you know, and and then saying that the suspension is comfortable, I mean, that's that may be your mild understatement of the year. Um, this thing is, it's like driving around on a pillow. Yeah. Um, nothing really affects it. And it just, it eats bumps up, absorbs them well. And, you know, I don't, I mean, who's comparable out there? Who, who's Who's in the marketplace right now compete with these guys? You know, other than the aftermarket, I'm not quite sure. I think, I think some of the some of the truck companies are gearing up to make competitors. Um, uh, but uh, it's it's funny because it'll be interesting to see what the Ranger Raptor is like. Uh, I know significantly smaller, but uh, and and I, you know, now I'm a little confused. I thought the Ranger Raptor was coming to the U.S. and then somebody said it wasn't, and then I don't know if it is. Maybe it is, but. Um, but I know some guys have already driven it and loved it, and uh, it, so it'll be interesting to see how it compares. It is it just a smaller version of that, or is it just significantly different um, as far as its its off road capability and stuff? But the things that I've seen about the Ranger Raptor, um, it's it's a fantastic kind of high speed off road. Like if you were thinking sort of Baja, you know, a couple of of bumps like high speed bumps. Um, it, it, it's apparently pretty good for that kind of stuff, but who knows? I guess we'll get some more information about that when, when we get closer to having that vehicle, but cool. Um, we're going to, and Hey, the cockpit, the the interior of this thing is pretty nice too, but the cockpit is one of the most comfortable that I have sat in, whether it be a truck or whether it be, you know, any kind of car, it's really everything within reach, very spacious, great heated seats especially when it drops below 50 degrees caliber. But uh, I, I'm really impressed. I want to see, you know, Dodge has been talking about it for a while. I want to see what they come out with something. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, 
I agree. I thought the, I thought I thought Ford was kind of nailing it. Like they're doing such a good job with that right now. The interior and stuff on those car on those trucks are are fantastic. And you know, at some point we'll have um we'll have Alistair uh, Weaver come back in from Edmonds, and uh, they've got their long term Dodge. We can probably get an update from him on on uh, on the Ram truck to see uh, how he thinks it compares. Uh, the uh, the Detroit Auto Show is going on right now as well, and there's lots of big debuts going on there. Um, and we'll get into those uh, at some point. We'll probably have Alistair come in and get into and get into it a little bit more. Obviously, new Toyota Supra, new Shelby GT500, um, well, yeah, Subaru uh, STI. Hey, don't, don't, don't pass over your love. What do you think of the Supra? Uh, the Supra is is interesting. I think I was paying a little more attention than the to the GT500, but uh, nice try. <laughs> well, I mean, the, yeah, the GT500. Everybody's been waiting for that. I mean, everybody has been waiting for the Supra too, but it was kind of more of a surprise. Um, I, I guess there there I, there's a there's a social media battle going on between what's getting more attention the GT500 or the uh, or the Supra and certainly on on the feeds that I subscribe to uh just everything I see is just Supra and GT500 you know but also you know Subaru STI was you know a, a new version not new version but a little bit hotter version a little mild bump in horsepower and stuff was announced and that was kind of overlooked a little bit. That thing looks pretty cool. Um, uh, you know, lots of good stuff out there. Like I said, I, I want to get into more of the specifics um, of those things with uh, with you guys and, and Alistair when uh, when we get him back in here. He's he's in Detroit and I I, I spoke with him and he's going to be on his way back. So we, I want to get into that a little bit, but uh, uh, it, it is it is going to be pretty interesting. By the way, I, as soon as we wrap here, I'm going to be flying out to uh, to Arizona. I'm going to Scottsdale to Arizona Auction Week or Scottsdale Auction Week, whatever you want to call it. And uh, I'm going to be hitting up you know Gooding and RM and uh, and the very first uh, Toyota Supra to be sold is being auctioned off at Barrett Jackson for for charity. Uh, they have it there. It's a it's a unique kind of gray silver or something like that. Um, which should be which should be kind of uh, interesting to kind of go and see up close in person. We've seen all the photos of the Supra, and and some angles I love it. Some angles I think it's a little it's a little weird. I kind of want to see it in person, and and I I keep thinking when I see the photos that it's kind of entry level, like the Scion FRS or the you know the Subaru BRZ, but it's not priced to be entry level, and it's built uh, with. Uh, with partnership with BMW, which isn't really entry level, so I kind of in the pictures it it, it still kind of reminds me of Scion FRS, and when I see it in person, I really want to just come back and go, uh, it's it's nicer than I thought, or or whatever, you know, it, does it feel like the Scion or not? Does it feel like the leather interior and everything's nicer? Does it feel like it's a it's a it's more of a special sports car, or does it feel kind of entry level because it's it's I don't know why I keep associating the pictures of of the new uh, Supra with the FRS. Those are cool cars, but again, kind of entry level. We drove it; it was a little gutless, um, and uh, you know, kind of plasticky, and had a little bit of road noise. And you know, you can see where they where they where they save some dollars, but that's fine. That's that's the market for that car, and I love that car for what it is. Um. Anyway, fine that for me the, was the. 
First thing that came to mind for me was the emoji that has the puke coming out of its mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's definitely got an interesting uh, look to it. Um, I. I I don't know it's gonna it's gonna have the legacy of of the previous Supra this and the you know the Super Turbos that we all love and are really starting to pull some money. I think Bring a Trailer sold one for one hundred and twenty one thousand uh, bucks. RM I believe just announced that they've got one going to their Amelia Island auction. So now we're starting to see these these you know. Uh, pretty interesting Japanese cars go up in value, and, and that's something Adam and I talk about all the time on on on, on our podcast. But those are going up; they're showing up at, at more of these high end auctions. So uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Um, we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get our buddy uh, Eric Keller on the on the line in a minute. He's from Expel. They make uh, uh, paint protection, you know, wraps and clear bras and window tint and stuff. And, uh, and I'll give you a little update on uh, on the BMW and some of the damage that was done to my BMW. But uh, first, I'm going to tell you guys about Geico. Everybody's got a to-do list. You drop off dry cleaning. You pick up some milk. And now you can add, save hundreds of dollars on car insurance to that list. You don't have to pick up or drop off anything. If you just go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you want some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to-do you can do today. Visit Geico.com. All right, we're going to have... Uh, Chris, get Eric on the line, and uh, if you guys saw some of my social media posts, um, I uh, I took the the M3 over over to uh, my friends over at Racemark Systems, and they installed the suspension and welded on all the subframe reinforcement plates, and kind of got it dialed in for me. And I said, "Great, just send it to the alignment shop, and uh, and." Uh, We'll get it wrapped up. And then he called and he's like, yeah, little issue. Uh, he's like, we took it to the alignment shop and I guess they test drove it and they didn't latch down the hood. The hood flew open. Now, luckily, it didn't fly all the way back and hit the windshield. It has the gas struts on them that kind of hold the, the hood up. Both of those struts kind of maxed out and they broke. Um but uh, and the corners of the hood where it meets the windshield um, uh, were both dented. So now we've got to do a little bit of body work on it. But at least it didn't smash the windshield and dent the top of the roof or anything like that. So um, pretty pretty crazy. And, yes, the alignment shop is going to pay for it. So we're going to do that. All right. Um, let, me get, uh, let me get Eric on the line. And we can talk more about the BMW in a minute. But uh, let's get uh, Eric on the line here. Hello, Eric. Yes. Hey, you're on the line here with uh, with myself and uh, Bill Goldberg's calling in, and uh, thanks for calling, man. I wanted to chat with you. Um, uh, I, we both did for sure. So um, you're with Expel, and uh, Expel makes paint protection. I, I I don't know the exact term. Basically, wraps, <laughs> clear <laughs> cl- clear bra, window tint, and we were checking out some of the products and. Um, the 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 advancements in these products, the amount of technology in these products, have really seemed to 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 grow over the years. I've 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 swung by a couple of the different companies at the SEMA show, and I'm like, hey, what's going on? What what's new? And I was looking at some of your products um, and the paint protection film, um, which is you know I don't know why we keep calling it clear bra, but that's basically what we're calling it because you can wrap an entire car if you want to. 
But tell me about the product that you have in that realm because uh, you know some of the issues that we know about are how long does it last? Does it turn yellow? Do you see the edge? Does it look like it's got orange peel in it? Like how noticeable is the paint production? And I, it seems like we're we're better than that now, right? Yeah, so the technology's come a long way. I mean, it's still called clear raw, and that's probably the most common term that people use for it or paint protection film. Uh, back in the late 60s, it used to be called helicopter tape. Oh. And so this kind of film was invented to protect the rotors of uh, helicopters when they're taking off from the ground so they don't get all beat up. So you can, t- you can just kind of guess the speed at the what those rotors are moving out at the edge of the blade, and then they this made its way into auto racing in the eighties and nineties. And then from there it morphed into protecting my, you know, sports car, supercar, hypercar. And now it's moved more mainstream to, you know, my F one fifty or Sierra where people are looking to uh, protect the high impact areas of their vehicle. Yeah. Okay. What makes, uh, you know, uh, Bill and I were talking about it. He just picked up his, uh, we spoke about it in the last show over the Christmas break. He picked up his uh, his Challenger Red Eye, and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we were kind of thinking, um, uh, what a great candidate for some of these products. Um, it's interesting because, uh, like we were talking about a minute ago, uh, but before you called in, was where Bill lives down south in in, in Southern California. It's you know you're you're a few minutes away from the freeway but then you're a few minutes away from where where you live bill and you know it's kind of for lack of a better term kind of a ranch area and you know there's there's, there's rocks and things going on and and you get behind somebody on on that main road going out to the freeway and they're they're kicking up rocks and and uh and scuffing the car a little bit and certainly not something you want to do now that you picked up a brand new car with this really cool triple nickel paint and the blacked out hoods and 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 whatnot. So I, I I that's where this sort of came from is like, hey, let's talk to let's talk to a specialist. <laughs> yeah, man. Sure. You know, here here's here's my deal. Um, you know, I've done work with 3M before, and they've done a couple of the cars. And you know, my question is, what is different about your product than the normal products out on the marketplace? And well, first of all, you can answer that, and I got I got a couple more questions after. <laughs> So, I mean, our product, Expel Ultimate, was launched in April of 2011. And the the original product was just materially better than what was out there than what people have used in the past. And it's really about the, the top coat of the film. A lot of films look really good when you'd put them on, and then over time they'd start to deteriorate or degrade. You'd have some issues with some of the films drying out and cracking or starting to have some kind of discoloration in the film. So our top coat is a true automotive clear coat, and if you were to speak with our chemist, it's cross-linked a lot tighter with the urethane layer, so it's harder to get contaminants in within the film. What does that mean to the consumer? It just looks better longer, and we're able to put a 10-year warranty on the film with very minimal maintenance onto the film. Now talk about the, uh, the self, self-fixing, self self self-healing. Uh, yeah, the self-healing aspect. Uh, from a technical standpoint, it's called elastomer polymers. You scratch it up. As long as you don't tear through the top coat and get into the urethane, it's going to heal back. It's just got high flow with heat. So on a Southern California, 70 degrees, just a couple hours out in the sun, it'll heal on its own. You don't need to do anything. I saw you guys do that wire brush test online. Is that 
that was pretty impressive that the thing just went back to normal afterwards. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially if you just pour hot water, it does it within like one one or two seconds. Now another question that I have is so with this triple nickel red eye that I got, I got the hood, the roof, and the uh, the trunk lid in matte black paint. So what do you guys suggest for something like that? Because I want to, I want to, I want to protect the car, but I have no, and I obviously want to protect this matte finish, but I don't want to have to go through the pain in the ass, pardon the French, of cleaning it all the time. Is there some type of a wrap that goes on top of that that's possible? Yeah, so that's called our stealth product line. It's a matte finish film. It's our same ultimate platform with the frosting in it. So you can't put gloss paint protection film on a matte surface because it's going to look gloss. It's just not going to look right. So this matte film matches great with your matte paint, protects it the way you want. And unlike if you get a scratch in your matte paint, you can't buff it out because it'll turn shiny on you. So if you have scratches in this film, just put it out in the sun or get a little heat on it, and it'll heal out on its own. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Another question I have is how about application? Um, I know throughout the past, uh, in my dealings with people, there have been times when, you know, unbeknownst to me, they've had to completely take the car apart to apply the the wrap. Now, the videos that I saw online, you guys weren't doing that. Well, part of that's when you're doing color changes with wraps, right? So let's say you had a white car and you wanted to change it and do one of those fancy new chrome wraps that are out there that you could purchase. Uh, you have to wrap every square inch of the car. If you don't, it winds up looking like you uh, like a jigsaw puzzle around the edges of the car. So uh, there, I had in those instances, you'd probably drop off the front bumper and the rear bumper and do some other stuff to be able to uh, get it into the tough areas or the door jams that you want. When you're dealing with a clear film, it's not really taking away from the look of the car; it's just preserving the car. So you don't have to sit there and take apart every little nook and cranny of the vehicle to be able to make sure that it still looks right. You just want to make sure you have the appropriate coverage where it's supposed to and that the edges are tucked and there's no, uh, I guess, corners or things that are showing that would, you know, make it available for impact. The overall the installation will look pretty clean. And even with doing it with the matte film, uh, you don't have to go to the same level as you would do with vinyl. Gotcha. How often is an, is an entire vehicle done versus just f- sort of the front components and mirrors? You have two different uh, categories of customers, right? You have the customer who spent a lot of money on their car. So let's talk about like a Porsche 918 Spider. Uh, liquid metal is a $62,000 option from Porsche just for the paint. <laughs> yeah. So that kind of buyer absolutely all day long is going to protect that vehicle. And, you know, down here in San Antonio, we're headquartered. I mean, I've seen cars like VW Golf, GTI, you know, two brothers wrapped both of them completely. And then did it the second time around with the next set of Golfs they bought. So the other customers, the enthusiasts, were, you know, they love that car no matter what it is. And they want to protect it. And, you know, even though it wouldn't make financial sense the most, they don't care. They're just going to do it. Yeah. So I, I also have a question about, uh, like, how do you maintain it and how easy is it to clean? Because for some reason, uh, Goldberg's cars get a lot of heated up rubber near the rear quarter. Uh, yeah, panels. I was going to ask you to come out with uh, new new panels for the interior, for the uh, wheel wells. 
You know, or just even the painted parts of the fenders where uh, there seems to be a lot of melted rubber on there. How do you get that rubber off? You know. <laughs> okay, so part part of it is the durability of the film from the get go that you can take that kind of punishment, right? So a little bit of the secret sauce is that clear coat that we have because it's got low surface energy. Even if you get hot melted rubber on there, a lot of times the stuff will come off. Now the good thing is with a company like Expel. If it still stays on there, you just go to your local dealer and us as a manufacturer stand behind it for 10 years. I don't care what hit it uh, or, or sticking to it, we'll replace the panel. And we pay for the labor as well. I'd love that. I think... now, I, now, one more question. It's my final one. And I, I've toyed, you know, I've, I've been fortunate enough to have a couple cars throughout the years. And, and you're completely correct. You want to, you want to, uh, savor every inch of them and protect them as much as possible. Um, ceramic coating, what's your opinion about that? And, and, and what, are the diff, what are the pluses and minuses? And, you know, is that an option? Is that, is that above wrapping? You know, what are your thoughts on that? Ceramics are good, and there's a place for it. But there's, I would say you've got to be educated in what you're doing so that you know and you won't be disappointed in the outcome of either product. Right, so ceramics are great for uh, preventing surface scratches, keeping the water from beating up on your car, giving you water spots and that kind of thing, but it doesn't stop a rock whatsoever. So the films, uh, you know, if you get a good film, it's going to be about 8 mil in thickness, and that aliphatic urethane is going to take a rock hit and absorb a lot of the energy to keep it from chipping your paint. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to do both, I tell a customer to put the film down first, and then the ceramic on top of the film or on the ceramic on the areas that you're not going to film the car. So let's say you protect the leading edges of the car, like the main front clip, the rocker panels, those kind of areas, and then uh, you ceramic the rest of the car. The reason why I don't tell you to ceramic the paint first and then put the film on top is because that film, the adhesive layer, is going to bond to the ceramic. And most ceramics are only warranted for one, two, or three years. And they start chemically breaking down. You don't want to have the film bonded to a ceramic that's breaking down because it's not going to stick to the paint. That's interesting. And and actually, I, I don't know the answer to this. I don't know if you would either, Eric. It's not really your product here. But uh, can you do the ceramic on the flat uh, on the on the the satin black pieces like the hood and the roof of uh, of that red eye? You could put it on there. I just don't know how it's going to affect the appearance of yeah. it. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Um. Uh, is there different ways of maintaining the film protection if, let's say, you're in Seattle and it rains all the time or you're in Scottsdale and it's 120 degrees all summer? Uh, is it I would just say there's washing, a couple waxing, different things or? that you could do to make sure that your film is safe, right? Mm -hmm. So the two, the two big no-nos, and a lot of times we're – bras would discolor over time. Unfortunately, it was user error. They just weren't educated on how to maintain their bra. So I don't care how good you are at maintaining something. It's really about the product that you put on. So you want to put on, uh, if we have a purpose-made wax or sealant that uh, does not have these following two ingredients, and these are the killers. One is a petroleum distillate, and the other one is naphtha. The petroleum distillate is a good example is on a can of wax. If the can of wax is it's flammable or it'll have on the ingredients, it'll tell you that. 
uh, if you're not going to use our purpose-made wax, just a Caranuba wax with no dye, and you'll be fine. Because any kind of dye the wax is going to have, the bra is going to absorb it over time. The bra will act like a sponge. Oh, interesting. Okay, so and and then the maintenance of it is just like paint. Basically, when, before you apply it, whatever installation company they're gonna they're gonna clean the car as best they can, and they're gonna pretty much do like a like a whatever like a basic paint remover, like a paint shop would do. I'm sorry, not a paint remover, a wax remover, <clears throat> and uh, and then apply the film to all the pieces that need to be applied, and then you just maintain it with wash and waxing. Granted, you're using the proper wash and wax products sure so i'd say it's just like window tint you know if someone's going to do something and do it right half the battle is on the prep work on the vehicle getting all the debris off they'll clay bar the car they'll you know strip any kind of wax or any kind of residue or remnants and make sure there's no bug parts or bugs or lint from microfiber towels because it's just when you put the bra down and it's clear it's just going to encase it just like think about like a tree tree sap with amber when you see those bugs are frozen for 5000 years. Yeah, yeah. You just don't want that in your vehicle and depending how finicky you are about your car, some people just absolutely kills them. So, you know, no matter how good we make the film, the software to cut the templates, half the battle or more than half the battle is the quality of the installer that you you get. So, Whenever you go out there and you're actually looking for this product, do some due diligence. Contact us uh, in terms of uh, who would be the best re- and most reputable installer to put this stuff on. Well, let me know. Because there is a little bit of an art form to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we'll, find a, we'll find an installer for you, Bill. I think it'd be kind of interesting. So, I don't know. I kind of feel like my takeaway from this is... Uh, these these paint protection film products that are out there now, certainly the ones that you guys uh, have, uh, have have really kind of advanced over the years. Um, the self healing properties and and the, the sort of preventing discoloration um, have have advanced over the years. So uh, by all means, I, I'm a fan of it. I always kind of was a fan of it. I mean, um, nowadays it seems to be your product, especially is it kind of they they used to have like a little bit of an orange peel to it like if you look at at the right car or you know something with a really good uh paint job or even a car that's had uh a a, a wet sand on it and there was no uh no uh orange peel in it to begin with when you apply the clear bra that clear bra would 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 create sort of an orange peel effect and it seems like you guys are coming up with a product that's more and more clear and eliminates sort of that orange peel effect and mm-hmm. and and uh it's much harder to detect right yeah that's correct i mean if you go back to porsche is a good example they've got really nice flat paint mm-hmm. and the paint doesn't have a lot of orange peel in it the reason why this market was a failure to launch for years was exactly that i don't want to put something that's going to detract from the look of my vehicle so part of the secret was having a matte liner on the back, which has less texture. Less texture means less texture in the adhesive, which means less orange peel. So uh, the, the film has come a long way in a, a couple different respects. One, it's much more pliable, allows the installer to go over compound curves. You know, none of these designers at the automakers think about us and their business. And they, they, you know, the more angular or radical the curve is, the harder it is to put this stuff on. Yeah, like a like so a then, mirror, yeah. like side mirrors. They always seem to peel up on the edges and stuff. Sure. Yeah. So 
part of that is the adhesive strength on the back of the film. So some manufacturers have gone to a weaker adhesive to make it easier, but then you don't get the durability of it staying on the car. So you want to have the bite plus to be able to uh, have the workability, but don't have any adhesive distortions underneath. All, what all, all I'm saying is those adhesive distortions really take away from the look of the car. They look like little finger smudges or something like that. So what you want to be able to do to offer to the installers to make their life easy, to be able to put this on and deliver a quality product to the consumer. Now you have many more templates that are available out there, much more coverage options. It's done quicker, so you're not waiting for your car. Let's say the red eye showed up for uh, Mr. Goldberg there, and he's got to wait two months for someone to go out and get templates. That's not the case. And then after the fact, uh, from a durability standpoint, this stuff doesn't look bad two, three, four, five, six years out. You know, it, it, it's there for at least ten years. So it's about how do you take care of the car and how it looks on the car and how it's applied. And that technology in the last 10 years has come leaps and bounds. Yeah. Interesting. I love it. Um, yeah. As far as the advantages of it, uh, I do not feel comfortable driving this new car until I get it wrapped. That's, that's the protection that it's given me over the last couple of years, the, the products. And I'm very excited to try yours and, and uh, I don't think anyone else on the market's got uh, them spray painting theirs and lighting it on fire. So um, <laughs> why not give it a shot? Oh, yeah. So the spray paint stuff, that, that's a cool demo. Again, that's that cross-linking that I was talking about. Even fire, you know, you know high-powered air guns just to test. Even when you get rock hits, does the film fracture much? Or do you, you try, does it minimize the impact in terms of look? So you don't have to go back and take it back in and have it replaced. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I, I, I want to ask you real quick about window tint as well. <clears throat> let me guys, uh, let me first tell you a little bit about Dodge. This year, take the winter head on with the all with all wheel drive. Hurry into the Dodge Start Something New event and see what it's like to own the road no matter what the conditions are. Guys, check out Dodge. Um, window tint, we're kind of beyond window tint just being color for the window, right? Like, it, we're, we're looking for something way more out of our window tint these days. And I know there was a lot of talk of, I don't know, like ceramic tints and uh, names or companies like Hooper Optic and, and uh, they're, you know, it's, it's more about like it's the window tinting. I, I imagine now we're, we're way beyond just coloring the window and doing something more sophisticated like we would on a, on a, on a good quality pair of, of sunglasses, right? Certain, light we're protecting our eyes from and things like that. We're doing that with window tint now, right? That's correct. It's all about the IR rejection on the car. So, you know, I used to sell lots of film into South Florida and people want to be able to see out their car, Mm -hmm. but they don't want, they don't want the heat and they don't want the UV exposure on their skin or anywhere else in the car damaging, you know, let's say the dash of their Ferrari. Cause you know, that car, when it gets hot, they yeah, shrink. Tend to get a little sticky. Oh yeah, so right? many Ferraris, so, and they shrink. The dash shrinks, the leather shrinks, and it peels up, and it's a pain in the ass to fix. So you know, even if we have a seventy percent DLT, which is basically clear, as opposed to five percent, which you would have, which what they would call limo tint, you want that temperature knocked down in a big way. And so 
It's the, the IR rejection. We launched a pro, uh, platform or uh, a window film line called XR Plus mm-hmm. over the last year, where you're getting 97 to 98% rejection on the glass of uh, all IR for infrared. And that really matters because when we have these heat boxes like we do at SEMA, you can take our darkest window tin on our baseline and put your hand underneath where it's uh, with the XR Plus, you're dropping 20 plus degrees. Uh, from a dark film to a clear film. Okay, so uh, I, I was going to ask you, is the color of the tent, the darkness of the tent, still a factor in reducing interior heat? Or is 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 whatever the product's made out of, or whatever you're adding to it, does that, is that mostly the, the, the IR protection that you're talking about? Is, is, is a darker tint still better, or is there a product that's very light or almost clear and it still does the job? So if the darker tint is just minutely better, we're only talking one or two percentage points, you know, difference between each of the shades. So the so what tin is color is, is mostly is cosmetic. With, with the nano ceramic films, you're able to get much higher performance out of the lighter shades and getting closer to the much darker tints. Right. So, and the reason why I'm asking this, so first of all, uh, a lot of us tin windows because we want to protect the interior, cool off the interior as you're getting into it. If you, if you drive your car to work every day and you have to park it outside, especially in hot areas, LA, Phoenix, things like that, you want a cooler temperature. Um, and then, you know, the, the darkness of the tint is mostly cosmetic. It's what the look we're going for on the car. Um, but, uh, you know, back in the day, I saw this, you know, I, I grew up in Arizona, so I, I would, there, was, there was a guy in my neighborhood back when I was a kid would roll around town with a Lamborghini Countach. And you weren't allowed to have tint on your front windshield because tint back then was all about the darkness of the tint. So this guy made some sort of argument. I always remember it being kind of interesting. This guy made an argument to whatever powers may be, DMV or whatever, and he said, hey, I've got a lot of windshield but but I only see through a certain area, so he literally had like like six inches of tint on the front of his windshield going down, and then no tint, so it was clear. So he was legal, and then the bottom of the windshield had more tint on it because this is an Arizona car. Do we have a a clear or nearly clear tint that we can put on the front windshield? that will definitely protect the dash, the steering wheel, maybe reduce the heat of you grabbing the steering wheel when you get in, prevent the dash from shrinking if it's, you know, leather-wrapped. You know, do we have a product like that that can be applied to the front? Yeah, so uh, the 70% and 80% films are definitely that. They're optically clear. Depending on the regulations of your state is whether you can put that on or not. Right, and and... And how do we shop for tint? You say 70%, 80%. That's how much viewability, I guess, you have going, you can see? It's about, it's about the light transmission that comes in. Okay. So if you've got 5%, it's dark. I've had people where I've gotten in cars or show cars, and they're 5% all the way around. I can tell you it's just absolutely dangerous on your front roll-ups to have a 5% because you just you barely see out of it. So uh, on a... 50, 60, 70, 80, especially the 70 and 80. If I didn't tell you that you had 70 on your front windshield, you wouldn't know it. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's interesting. And then I guess my last question on tint, I'm just talking too much about tint these days, is uh, is let's go say you, you, you buy your new car off the dealer, you buy um, – uh, let's say Range Rover, and it's you know, it's it's an SUV. The back windshield, the sides, you know, all of that from the factory is a pretty dark tint. But then you know, the driver and and passenger front wind, uh, side windows are not done. You want to apply a tint to that. Is the stuff from the factory decent, or should you say, hey, if I really want to do the right job, can I take everything off that the factory put on there and just go with? Uh, let's say your product. It can be. It's really dependent on the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. I would say first. Second, depending on the the manufacturer, they have these big vehicle processing centers, where some of them, like Toyota, is a good example. They'll be upfitted by a couple distributors. So it could be Toyota, Toyota USA, or Gulf States, or Southeast Toyota, or something like that. So uh, they might be putting their own brand of film on there. What mm-hmm. I would tell anybody is uh, you really have a couple different options on tint in terms of appearance. You could get a charcoal look. You can get a black look. Uh, Some say they have black, but they'll have kind of a hue of a bronze or a green in there. Yeah. So it just depends on the appearance that you want to have to match the rears with the fronts. Uh, In our case, our Expel black that we uh, promote is a true black. It doesn't have a greenish hue or a bronze hue into it. So it's much more of a dark charcoal look. And... uh, been doing real well in marketplace but you know it, again it's just what you like and what you want mercedes actually you kind of uh, st- uh steer more towards a bluish hue in the film what's going to match the factory tin a lot better yeah okay interesting now can you put one product on top of the other if you get your range rover or something from the factory and the rear windows are all tinted can i just not make them darker can i just apply your 70 or 80 percent on top of what's there you could always do that, but yeah, I think it would be much easier just to peel the back just to stuff peel it. off and then get that. Yeah, I mean, your your, tint, your local tinner just heat it up and peel it off. And and how long should tint last? Tint is a little bit like wraps back in the day where they, you know, they actually have a lifespan. They bubble a little bit. They start to turn a little purple. And, and you know, I'm, I'm noticing that on my M3 it was done 15 years ago, and, and the back window is starting to look a little weird purple to me. Well, you have your three primary colors, right? They go in to make window tint, and when it turns purple, it's one of them just faded out, which is the yellow. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, depending on certain lines of tint, they will last, you know, five or ten years. All our product lines are lifetime transferable warranty. You know, they shouldn't be fading, and you have kind of different generations of window tint, so. Like uh, on the color stable line, which is our baseline, we're on the fourth generation, which has been out for four or five years. You know, window tint's been in the marketplace for 30, 40 years now, you know, generally available. Mm-hmm. And it's come a long way. You know, tints from the years before, they would call it peanutting, which is the bubbles that you're referring to. And then that purple tint, some people would get them three, four years down the road. That's not the case anymore with most manufacturers. Yeah, interesting. All right. Eric, we're kind of running out of time here. I appreciate it. Bill, I don't know if you have any other questions for Eric, but... uh, No, I think I threw them all out there. Eric, thanks for your time, man. Look forward to checking your product out. and uh, Like I say, uh, do something for the uh, inner inner fender wells, inner (laughs) inner wheel wells. In the Uh, wheel wells. 
Yeah, you guys. Will we can be, have uh, anything uh, done that you want, Bill. It's just <laughs> telling somebody to have it done, and it, it, it's possible. Yeah, it sounds like you guys got the product. You just need somebody to just take a stab at applying it and see how it works. Um, uh, Eric, again, I, I appreciate the I appreciate you calling in. Uh, I I kind of love the the kind of nerdy conversations that we get into every once in a while on on, on this show. Guys, you want to check out expel.com. It's xpel.com. You can see all the products that he's got up there, and you can find them on Twitter as well. It's expeltech, X-P-E-L-T-E-C-H, up on Twitter. Um, Eric, thank you so much, uh, product specialist over at Expel. I appreciate all the information. Um, oh, thank you, you so much. And one, one last thing. I just want to say, if you're looking for an independent installer or dealer that carries the product, mm-hmm. we carry our full line of factory authorized dealers on our website. So just hit the website and then you can find somebody locally in your area. Excellent. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Eric. All right. Thank you. All right. You know, uh, I love it. The coatings are great. What their guys are doing there on um, the vinyl, uh, the protection, the paint protection, the window protection. And, uh, you know, speaking of engines... You know, many engines, they place hot components close to air intakes, plug wires, carburetors, brakes, power steering lines, and heat is the enemy of speed. That's why we've got Zycoat. Before, before your only options were wraps, tapes, and ceramics, and now there's Zybar from Zycoat. Zybar is the DIY high-temp coating that reduces radiant heat by up to 90%. You've been hearing us talk about this for a while. This is great stuff. This is a resin-based polymer formula that withstands temperatures in excess of the of the engine environment. So it's it, it completely blocks all that heat that your engine uh, compartment can produce, basically. And it costs about one-third of what a ceramic coating costs. And you don't really have to send it out. You can do this yourself. A single application of a Zybar to your manifold, exhaust system, or headers controls heats, resulting in higher horsepower and torque. CarCast listeners can receive a 15% discount plus free shipping on all online orders. Just enter the promo code CARCAST when you purchase that Zycoat.com. That's Z-Y-C-O-A-T. So use promo code CARCAST at Zycoat.com and get 15% off and free shipping. So check that out. Good stuff. Uh, Where's the place you're stopping in Scottsdale? I'm sorry? Where where am I? Oh, Where's so, the first place you're stopping in Scottsdale? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a good question. I feel like it's a little bit of a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be going to uh, to uh, Angel Restorations uh, open house. Um, our buddy Marcus Angel has been calling in and and uh, talking about the Lawman Mustang. I'm gonna go to that open house event. I believe is Saturday morning. Uh, what day is that? Saturday is nineteenth. Yes, sir. Uh, I'll be there for that. Um, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be over at RM auction. I'm gonna be at Gooding auction, and probably Friday night and Saturday after uh, after uh, Marcus Angel- Angel's open house. Um, I'll be at Bear Jackson as well. So uh, look for is me. There there. a unicorn you're looking at? Is there? Is there? What's the car that you and Adam? There's always got to be one, right? Yeah, so um this year not particularly. Um I'm 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 definitely going into to Barrett Jackson. I'm gonna go in there Thursday and walk the aisles with my buddies Tyson, uh buddy Tyson who's been on the show before and his dad. It's sort of our annual trip for that. Uh those guys are 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 chomping at the bit to get something and they're uh they're they're looking for something in the truck world. 
Um, and, uh, you know, there are some, they're Texas boys, so they want like an old Bronco with a gun safe welded into the floorboards or something wacky <laughs> like that, you know, like that's kind of, uh, that's kind of their genre. So, uh, um, we're going to be looking at some trucks for those guys. And I, I tried to get, uh, Tyson last year at Barrett Jackson. We saw a sort of matching GMC Cyclone and a Typhoon next to each other. I was like, let's, I was like, pick one. Let's just buy them both. You pick, you get one, I'll get one. Let's just go in and just buy them both. And uh, he didn't do it. And they, they sold at like a good price. Like we could have just bought both those things and had some fun with those. And uh, and hopefully they'd go up in value. But just – just uh, 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 it would have been cool to uh, to pick up a pair of those. So maybe we'll do something fun. Um, before we wrap up, the BMW, the hood is crazy. Uh, both corners are bent. Um, I guess we're going to have to get those things, you know, f- fixed up. A lot of guys are saying, hey, maybe change the hood, go to carbon fiber and, and whatnot. The thing is, is I don't want to use like hood pins and I don't want it to flop around or, or whatnot. Do so, so I think I'm just going to keep the, I just want to keep the stock style hood. I think it's, I, I think it's good and classic for that car. Um, uh, I'm not opposed to the carbon fiber hood. I looked at it at some point, um, when uh when the car was having some real heating issues but we've 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 addressed those issues we've overcome those issues with the big custom radiator and all that stuff and some fans and whatnot so um i don't need like a heat extractor hood so um but you know look at it it's it's sort of a blessing in disguise i mean it's a little more downtime on the car but it's got to you know the guy's got to get it on the dyno and tune it anyway so he might as well have the the hood fixed um and it allows me to 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 touch up the paint, uh, there was one or two little nicks on the car. I'm gonna, I'm gonna touch it up as well. So it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be fresh and new. And uh, after today's show, I should uh, once all that paint is fresh and new, I should let that bake in a little bit, put some of that Expel uh, Clear Bra on it, and 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 hopefully solve some of my problems uh, with uh, with some of the paint chips on it. Um, all right, we're gonna wrap up here, Bill. Anything else you got going on? No, man, we got a little product launch here in the next 48 hours, but you're just going to have to tune into my Instagram for that because I can't say anything right now. But yeah, you know, uh, a big 219, man. We got the shot show next week. We got uh, my new dog. We're flying to Sacramento to pick up this weekend and uh, hey, man, just, just having a little bit of fun. Are we going to get some more uh, Forged and Fire Knife or Death this year? Yeah, man, it's, uh, I think spring is the next season. All right. Well, hopefully you get to film in a slightly different location, something with air conditioning and no lightning. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, as uh, as Bill said, uh, he's got an announcement coming up soon. So um, uh, in the next day or so, as you're listening to this, go to the social media and check it out. He's Goldberg and Goldberg Garage on Twitter and Goldberg95 and Goldberg's Garage on Instagram. Of course, you can follow me at Motorator. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And, uh, and CarCast Show, if you like what you're hearing, we'd love a little uh, nice rating up on iTunes, and uh, it always kind of helps us out. Uh, all right, that's pretty much all I've got, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. And so for uh, Chris and Bill and myself, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. CarCast Show.